Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Perhaps one of the most famous and popular ideas that comes up in Marcus Aurelius's meditations first emerges in book four and then gets talked about later in book eight. And the imagery is a little bit different between these two different sets of passages. In book four, it's framed in terms of getting away from it all, going off to another place. And that's actually going to turn out to be going inside for somebody like Marcus Aurelius as a better solution. And then in book eight, there's that famous idea of the inner citadel or Acropolis more literally a fortified place that you can retreat into. So we're going to focus here on the book four discussion, which you could say is more about like vacation or leisure, getting away from it all. And Marcus starts out by saying, and he's talking to himself, but he could be talking to us. People try to get away from it all. Literally, they try to get to retreats on a Horasis. And so this horasis part has to do with moving across a distance of, of space, right? So they try to find places for themselves. Like in, in our contemporary time, we say, well, I go to my happy place, right? Meaning like I go to the coffee shop or the library or hang out in my own apartment or I go to this other spot that I really like where there's natural beauty. And, you know, people do do this as well with spending lots and lots of money to get away to distant lands and sit on, you know, he talks about the beach, sit on the beach, sipping drinks, you know, basking in the sun, that sort of stuff. And, you know, the ones that, that Marcus is going to talk about here are ones that we're still doing in the present to the country, to the beach, to the mountains, right? And we could multiply this in so many ways. And we could also even talk about people doing this with virtual spaces. You know, I go to watch my favorite show, you know, or I spend time online on this particular platform in this group, hanging out with my buddies or colleagues or people who are similarly interested in something with me. And he says, this is, this is what people do, right? And then he says, you know, you want to do that as well, but it's so simple. There's something you can do that's much easier than that and doesn't cost you a dime, right? You don't have to engage in some physical relocation. He says, you can go inside, right? right? So you can distance yourself from the world by going inside what? Into your very own soul, your psuche. You have a inner space that you can withdraw into and, you know, then you're going to feel quite a bit better. So he says it's kind of idiotic and the word there is, that's being translated that way is uh, idiotatos, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean idiotic. It just means somebody who doesn't understand the rest of the universe or understand philosophy. So don't be like that, Marcus is telling himself. Go inside. 
Now, there's going to be some work that's required, and we'll get to that in a bit. But he's sort of spelling it out for himself, making it sound attractive, deliberately so, right? And none of this is meant to be untruthful. It's not mere rhetoric, but it's supposed to make a case for doing that. It says, nowhere you can go is more peaceful. Hesuchioteron, right? So Hesuchia is peace. It's being not in conflict. So you, you don't have to be in conflict with yourself and going inside. You don't have to be in conflict with others. Or here's a translation of it, free of interruptions. I actually kind of think not busy is a good way to think of it. Apragmonesteron. So pragma is like something that we occupy ourselves with, a, a job, a task, a preoccupation. And so inside, if you've got your inner retreat set up well, you don't have to do any of that crap, right? You don't have to be preoccupied with all of the day-to-day -day affairs that are bothering you. Then he goes on and he says, you know, especially if you have other things to rely on, we're going to talk about those things, an instant recollection, and there it is, complete tranquility, marea. Now, notice that it's not like apatheia or some of the other things that often get translated as tranquility. This is like, you know, more of an enjoyment, right? Relaxation. So you've got tranquility and he says, and what is tranquility after all, except a certain kind of, and translation of that, harmony, everything being in order, you cosmia. And this comes from the word cosmos, which can mean the world, right? So you've got like a world within, but it also means order, arrangement, and not just any sort of order, but like a good order. It can mean beauty as well. So the beauty within yourself of how things are arranged. Now, obviously, if your inner self is turmoil and a hot mess, ah, that's not an option for you, right? So that could be something to worry about. He also tells us a little bit later, after he goes through some of the Stoic doctrines that you want to think about, he says, you know, keep this refuge in mind. This hupohoresis, once again, we see this word meaning some sort of distancing going on, a movement in space. But now it's hupohoresis, right? A, a place that we can go to and be by ourselves. Keep it in mind. Remind yourself of it. Remember it, right? So keep this in mind as a possibility for yourself and you're going to be less bothered by things. He also has something else that's really quite interesting here. So are you supposed to go in there and then only pop out when you have to? No, this is like a brief thing to do. So he says, keep getting away from it all like that. Renew yourself, but... Keep it brief and basic is how it's translated here. And uh, not bad. Brache, which literally means the shallow area. So you walk into the ocean. Don't go way out in the middle of nowhere. Start swimming. Just, you know, walk in there and then walk back out, right? So brief could work for that. And basic. Now, this is very interesting. Stoicheode, right? So the stoicheia are the elements, the things that other stuff, more complicated stuff, is made of. So basic here means like stick to the real simple matters. Don't try to overcomplicate this. You don't need to be doing like, you know, retreat within and do all sorts of visualization and meditation and stuff like that. No, just chill out. Chill out for a bit. And then like he says, 
get back to your work, get back to the rest of the world. You take a little short trip into yourself and then come back out of it so you can do the stuff that you, you need to do. And you're going to be ready for it. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to be up to the tasks. Now, how do you actually do this? It's perhaps easier said than done. One of the things that you see coming up over and over again in the advice that he's giving himself here is avoid complaining, right? So literally to be you know, the kind of person who's making things worse by what it is that they're telling themselves, what it is that they're telling other people. So he says, what's there to complain about people's misbehavior? Are you complaining about the thing the world assigns you? Is it your body? Is it your reputation? You don't need to complain complain about all of these things, you can retreat within where these things aren't going to impinge upon you, right? And then we have to keep in mind a number of stoic doctrines and he gives you, you know, some of the ones that he thinks are helpful for him. If you're going to complain about people's misbehavior, he says, well, then think about this. First, rational beings exist for one another, a common theme in Marcus. Doing what's right sometimes requires patience, right? You can't get angry at people if you want to do the right thing. No one does the wrong thing deliberately. Another very common stoic sentiment for Marcus and for other authors. The number of people who have feuded and envied and hated and fought and died and have been buried. The fact that all the stuff that we get very worked up about, in the long run, it kind of doesn't matter, right? And then he says, and keep your mouth shut. Don't keep complaining about stuff. And he says, or are you complaining about the things the world assigns you? Another common Marcus thing. Two options. Providence, the world is arranged in some good way that I can follow. Or Adams, in which case it's all random, but I can still do the right thing. And he says, or is it your body, right? Now, this is very interesting. And here we come back to the inner retreat. Keep in mind that when the mind detaches itself and realizes its own nature, it no longer has anything to do with ordinary life, the rough and the smooth, either one. Remember all that you've been taught and accepted about pain and pleasure, you can go inside your mind. And then finally, is it your reputation that's bothering you? Ah, don't worry about that. Pretty soon you're going to be dead. You know, we don't remember anything about other people, the people who do praise us, how capricious they are, how arbitrary we're in such a tiny little point in space. So keeping these things in mind would enable you to go within and to not be disturbed within. If you're bringing all sorts of clutter into your soul, it's not going to be much of a retreat, is it? He mentions two other things as well, where he's saying, keep this refuge in mind. Be straightforward. Look at things like a human being, like a citizen, like a mortal. And among the things you turn to, these two. Things have no hold on the soul, right? So they don't grip it quite literally. So that means you can go within, provided you don't bring all sorts of things into the soul. He says, disturbance comes only from without to go within from, and here's a translation that we're going to have to like look at in a second, from our own perceptions, not the best way of talking about this, but we'll get to that in a moment. The second thing, 
Everything you see will soon alter and cease to exist. Think about how many changes you've seen. And then he concludes by saying the world is nothing but change. Our life is only perception. Now perception there, which sometimes also gets translated in other editions as opinion, not really the right term because what he's referencing there is hoople lapses. This has resulted by the way in all sorts of, you know, semi fake quotes floating around because people don't actually look at what Marcus is saying in his original Greek. So it's better to say that life is assumptions or that what, what hurts us within is really our assumptions, our hoople lapses, uh, how we grab things, you could say, you know, how we're holding on to stuff. So if we can avoid foolish off base assumptions about things or judgments about things is another way of thinking about it, then we can prepare this inner retreat that we can go into really anytime that we want to. And, you know, he doesn't say this here, but you could assume that he also thinks that the more you do it, the better you get at it. You know, it's something that you can practice over and over and over again. Maybe don't start practicing it in a very tough, conflicted situation with alarm bells going off. Maybe try it in more calm circumstances and then learn how to withdraw into this part of yourself that is you that can detach from all these other things that otherwise would get you upset. And then you can come out of it and go do your duties, your tasks, your preoccupations, all the things that matter to you out there in the world. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.